Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode. We are on episode 15 of season two, Lost and Found. Yes. No, I wonder what got lost. And I wonder what got found. Um, Jess, you're doing the <laughs> summary this week. I am doing the summary. And Are you ready? Uh, I'm going to do my best. All right. I believe in you. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Jess's stuff has arrived and Luke's apartment is a disaster. Laura, like, grudgingly hires Jess to clean their gutters. Luke and Jess go apartment hunting. Roy wants her mom and Jess to get along. Dean notices Roy's bracelet is missing. Jess and Lorelai attempt to bond over leftover Chinese food. The girls hunt for the missing bracelet. Luke has an apartment rant, and Luke and Lorelai pretend to be married. Uh Uh-oh, Taylor owns the apartment. Lorelai catches Jess in Roy's room. Roy finds the bracelet. Lorelai confronts Jess, who fights back. Luke buys the building next door and begins Reno with a sledgehammer through the drywall. And two seconds is there. Woo! Woo! Good job! (laughs) Much better than I did. I will tell you, the original draft of that um, was like a full 30 seconds longer because we were talking about it before we started recording. This episode only takes place across like an afternoon and then one full day, but they pack Mm -hmm. a lot into this day. Yeah. One question. Did you mention Dean? Um, Dean noticed Roy's bracelet is missing. Yes. Yes. I was like, that's the one thing. (laughs) Originally... Originally, I did say um, Dean and Roy go book shopping, and Dean gets bored and notices Roy's bracelet is missing. However, that did have to get cut for time. Okay. Understandable. Well, if only you could have mentioned Kirk. Yes, he was <laughs> present. I believe you do not get a point. Get not getting point. Agreed. No wait. You get a point. No point is good. No, 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 no point, point is good. No. Oh my god, points guys. are bad. We're never points are bad. This. Points are bad. We're gonna have to change this up next. Points season. are bad. Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Points are bad. No point. No point today. Well, let's start this episode discussion. We start in um, walking through Stars Hollow Square, and Lorelai is hurt. Lorelai has been gravely yeah. injured in the line of duty. She's died. How? Oh. <laughs> Goodness, she might be <laughs> turning into a superhero. Attempting to clean her own gutters. 
Um, I have a quick She's thing. Such a brave soul. Do Rory, like, we constantly see Rory and Lorelai walking to Luke's, implicating that their house is pretty close by, right? Theoretically, but I don't think we ever get a definitive, like, direction. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. But they always seem to be coming from this direction. Yeah, that's true, that, like, by the gazebo. Maybe they live across, like, diagonally across the town square to Luke's, it seems. Maybe they live behind the Twickham house. (laughs) You can kind of see it in the background. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, she's hurt and she wants some pancakes. They're going to soothe her soul. And they arrive to Luke's and Luke is nowhere to be found. But imposter Caesar is. A man named Caesar who works at Luke's diner is present. (laughs) Okay, so I actually looked this up. Uh, The main Caesar, Caesar, the one that we like know pretty well. As Caesar yeah. talks. His name is Aris Alvarado, right? Mm-hmm. And he is... He's a pretty well-known comedian, yes. if I remember. I think so, yeah. He was also at Rory's dance as a Chilton oh, student. Oh, wow. And hmm, canonically, okay. he was a Chilton student who became... And apparently it went really poorly yeah. and he got kicked out and had to get a job as a diner guy. Because Wait, the canonically, act, yeah, the like actor said ASP? that this was the intention was that he was at the dance as a Chilton student and now works for Luke. I don't. What are the chances? <laughs> That's so wild. And yet, Rory never mentions that they went to Chilton together. Nope. Never I is mean... like, oh, that's Caesar. I don't know. He was a year older than me. Nope. <laughs> and then oh there's another gosh. Caesar, which is this Caesar in this episode. For the life of me, could not find this actor's name because I think he's just an extra. I think he yeah. he's in a couple of episodes because I was watching season six and I feel like I saw him in the background. So I feel like he sticks around for a while just as a random as a random season background Luke's employee. Um, and then there's also the Asian man who works at Luke's who is also mm-hmm. called Caesar. <laughs> it's really bad. It is really bad. In my head, I just think that Luke has a stipulation. You have to be called Caesar. And he breaks that stipulation with Lane. And then never again. <laughs> no, I assume it's he hires them on with whatever their name is going to be. And he's like, just so you know, your name is Caesar now. Oh, no. I know it's legally not that's Caesar, but that's worse. going to be what I call you. Like the Witcher calling all of his horses Roach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, regardless what Caesar it is, Caesar cannot cook pancakes, and Lorelai just wants some fluffy pancakes. So much so that she's going to go right up to Luke's apartment and make him cook for her, which I, you know, I I find a lot of the world of Gilmore, like, romanticized and fun. Like, oh my gosh, how fun would it be to run an inn if you could do it the way that Lorelai does it? How fun would it be to run a diner if you could do it the way that Luke does it? Except that if you lived above and customers just thought they could go up to your house and demand that you work for them, not not my idea so, of a good time. I'll give it I mean, that it I feel like Lorelai is probably the only one that has the audacity to do yeah. that. Yes. Lorelai kind of bothers me in this scene, though. I'm like, girl, come on. Like, he has things to do. His his whole life does not revolve around you and what you, you want to eat at his diner. I guess. Yes. I will give you both this, because you both seem to be on the same page. However... But then again, it's cute. It was a really cute scene. <laughs> yes. Um, it is a cute scene. His apartment is a mess. I never had those... 
I never had those thoughts until I watched it for for the podcast. I was like, oh, we got some boundary issues here. <laughs> Lorelai and boundary yeah. issues. Name a better partner. Anyways, the apartment's a mess. Jess's stuff has finally Ugh. arrived. How long has Jess been here? Months. I mean, he's been here I mean, for a while at this point. I would say at least a couple months, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he has a lot of stuff. Like, kind of a surprising amount of stuff. I know that the whole point of this episode is, like, Luke's apartment is so small, it's too small for two guys to live in. But, like, Jess has enough stuff to fill his own apartment. How did it fit all into his place with Liz? I think the problem is there's, like, 20 boxes. All of them are three quarters full with just stuff sticking out of it. And it's all put on top of Luke's stuff. Yeah, so, like, true. Nothing's really been put away. Nothing's really been organized. I do think it's too much stuff to organize into this apartment. I, agree. I think Orlai has a very good point there that it just it's yeah. too small for the both of them. But I mean, it makes sense. All of his, I'm assuming he has a crap ton of books, like Rory and all of his clothes. That's true. And I feel like Liz just got rid of everything, anything that could have been Jess's, in she just threw it in there. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we have to remember, too, as far as we know, Liz is some kind of addict or Neglect- something that yeah. does not her have her life together. Not the Liz that we about, find. It's expensive to ship that much stuff, too. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, for her to ship that many boxes would have cost a lot even back then. So I'm not she sure. really yeah. got him out of her life. But um, Jess comes out of the bathroom, apparently having been there for two hours. Don't want to know. Um, but like, <laughs> I just gotta imagine he has no space, so he crafts yeah. his space. Where can I be alone in the bathroom? Like, mm-hmm. there's no space yeah. in this apartment for two grown men. No, like you can go hide around the corner, and that's about right? it. In no which case, to do that, you would be on. <laughs> we'll get there. We haven't gotten to the full discussion yet, but we will get to the discussion about Luke and his single bed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for now, Luke and Lorelai are flirting, and like there's a ledger and pancakes and blah blah blah. They're very cute. I like it. I understand yeah, that. And she, to be fair, you know, if Luke truly had an issue with it being a boundary thing, like I have no question in my mind that he'd be like, "You can't do this. Go down there, Caesar. Mm-hmm. Let Caesar make your pancakes. Leave me alone." Yeah. I mean, think about like the time that he went. Uh, she went up there with Rachel, and he was mm-hmm, horrified. Yeah. He was like, yeah. ooh, get out. He's not like that this time. And it, this time was so much worse. He was so embarrassed when she saw his place the first time. Yeah. His house is a literal disaster yeah. zone right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's amazing how messy it is. Well, uh, we move on to Rory and Lorelai. They're having movie night, so they're picking up ice cream, and they've already picked up some um, movies. And Lorelai's talking about getting a tattoo and now it's it's mel brooks i don't know but mel brooks is great mel brooks is great i don't know if you would want him tattooed on your ass but i would not want his face tattooed on my ass maybe a quote <laughs> um do you guys have any tattoos i do not i no. have nothing against them mm-hmm. one day maybe i think i have five Ooh. i'm counting in my head <laughs> What you do Brooks I have on my body? One of them. Mel Brooks' face is not one of them. Can confirm it is not. So I have a tattoo on my foot for miscarriages that I've had. Um, my very first tattoo I got is on my back between my shoulder blades. It's a rose with a treble clef on the stem. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh. kind of a representation of my love of music and from my grandma, whose name was Wanda Rose. Um, I have a Harry Potter quote down the entire side of my torso. What quote? Uh, Happiness can be found in the darkness of darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the mm-hmm. light, which I, I know love is it. technically not in the books. I enjoy it. Um, and see, I have birds on my arms uh-huh. uh, that I got with my best friend. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> there might be more that I just honest to God can't remember. What about you, Sandra? Do you have any? I only have one, and it's an anchor, but it's a little hard to see. Um, Ooh, and I got it with my best friend. We were 19 years old, and we got it based on a Mayday Parade song. Um, nice. You be the anchor that keeps my feet on the ground. I'll be the wings that keeps your heart in the clouds. So she got Aww. wings, and I got the anchor. Right. I like that. Yeah. Um, and it's the only tattoo I have. I think it's going to be the only tattoo I ever get. It was pretty painful. (laughs) Like, it was fine going up, but then when it hit the bone, it was just, ah. You know what's really fun? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just, I'm going to show you guys this tattoo, okay? (laughs) So, this goes. It's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. cage. Literally, like up to up up to the side boob and down to the hip. Oof. So getting that done was very interesting because I would be in excruciating pain from the rib, and then I would be tickled from like the waist. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I don't know how to feel. Well, I don't think Lorelai is ever going to get a tattoo. I don't think she would. I don't think she would handle the pain very well if she can't handle. The little she pain. would complain yeah. too much, or at the very least, she would just be complaining to the tattoo artist the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can one hundred percent see like the tattoo artist getting like ten minutes and like you're I'm done, I'm done, I can't <laughs> handle you. Go find somebody else to finish this. Well, as they're walking, uh, they pass by Luke's, and Luke is watching TV on the smallest television. It's so small. I've ever seen in my life. My grandpa has one of and those. <laughs> His first did. comment is like, it's a great TV for ants. Like, <laughs> like it's so small. Is its mom somewhere around here? I, don't, I think that's my favorite. Where is its mother? Is this its first time away from its mom? <laughs> yeah. But Lorelai finds out that Luke hangs out in the diner by himself at night just so he has a place that's like quiet to himself. Which, by the way, because why the is the diner closed? It's not big enough. I think it's probably pretty late. They're about to have a movie night, no? Nine nine o'clock? I mean, it looks like it could be like Oh. Yeah, it could okay. be after like late after know. dinner time. Kinda. I guess I'm from New Jersey. Diners are always open. <laughs> yeah, this is a small town. I mean, even where I live, like shops don't open until like ten or eleven on the weekends and they close yep. at weird hours. Like I, I remember in high school I tra- my dad and I were getting ready to go to the mall one day and we got there and they weren't open yet. And so and this is before like, you know, internet on cell phones was a thing so we had to drive up to the door and walked up and i was like oh dad they don't open until 11 it's 10 i guess we go home (laughs) yeah well some of us like to get our things done in the morning but whatever shopping isn't one of them um but you were saying jess (laughs) oh i mean like it's just it's sad that luke doesn't feel like he has space in his own apartment Mm -hmm. and part of it is we quickly find out that jess likes to sleep with the music on extremely loud yeah. and so luke really can't be there with that 
Um, but they need a bigger place. And Lorelai kind of puts that idea in his head a couple times this episode. So that part, it kind of makes me feel for Jess. Because I have a feeling that if the only way you can sleep is with loud music playing, yeah. you're drowning something out. Yeah. That's what I so thought, you too. Could, you could give the argument that it just he lived in New York City and it's loud, mm-hmm. but I'm like, living with Liz with a revolving door of men, I have a feeling it wasn't just the city sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my brother, when he came back from, and obviously this is not the same, but when he came back from Iraq, he had his stereo on all the time, right? We actually mm-hmm. got used to his room having the light on all the time and then the stereo on all the time. And like, it is a PTSD syndrome. Like, it's something mm-hmm. that people do that have PTSD. And, like, I can't help but think that just something happened to Jess. Yeah. Like, yeah. if nothing else, it's just that's what he had to do, like, as a kid mm-hmm. to, like, not hear what he didn't want to hear. And you just get used to things. Like, the human body is really great at being like, okay, I've adapted. Yeah. This is life now. And he just yeah. he can't do it any other way. Poor kid. That being said, maybe he lived right next to a train station. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It really could just be city sounds he was trying to get rid of. But yeah, Yeah. no, I thought the same thing. It is very loud. (laughs) But then Luke throws something out to Lorelai of, hey, find somebody to clean that gutter for you? Uh, No, are you offering? (laughs) So hesitant. Not even hesitant. She's just straight up like, oh, I have other people. And And I'm kind of surprised Luke didn't call her on it because it's no, are you offering? Hint, hint, smile, smile. How about Jess? Oh, uh, other people, cough, cough, maybe we'll see, runs out the door. I mean, I think at that yeah. point, Luke would be the rude one. Like, if he called her out on it. Does that make sense? Well, it also, it seemed like a couple of things kind of went over his head in this episode mm-hmm. that, like, maybe an earlier Luke would have caught onto. Mm-hmm. Um, is Luke dumbing but- down? Or is this just an episode thing? I mean, this episode, they also talk about him being a healthy eater. and Yeah, it was nice his, to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Like the dream date would be going to a juice bar or something. And I was like, Luke James? <laughs> and baseball. <laughs> Are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Lorelai lies. And as they are leaving Luke's, Rory does call Lorelai out on it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. really? Who is? Who are these people? Sid, Lou, random person. Like, Mitty. No. Yeah, because Rory is really adamant in this episode about Lorelai giving Jess a chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is, like, really, really pushing to the point where Lorelai calls her and is like, why is it so important to you? And Rory gives essentially the same excuse that she gave last time with, he's Luke's nephew, we love Luke, it's important Mm -hmm. for us to like him. Um, One thing in that... But based on a conversation they have, it's it's more. (laughs) Um, In that little... I wouldn't say argument, but just back and forth of, like, Rory, like, trying to get her to, um, like, Jess, she mentions that she didn't, Lorelai didn't like Luke for the first two years, and called called him him Duke, Duke, (laughs) and now you love him, and Lorelai immediately goes, well, okay, wait, right? But Rory continues Mm -hmm. on, and I, I thought that moment was a little something. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because look at what happens later in the episode when somebody mistakes them for a couple. Like, yeah. yeah. I will say, I think Rory pushes a little too hard at this moment because Lorelai should be able to say, I am not comfortable with him at my house. That is true. And that mm-hmm. should kind of be the end of the discussion. Yeah. Um, I'll, I guess I'll go with it's early 2000s and 
at the time that apparently was not a valid excuse for a woman to not want to be around a man which is I mean, absolutely like, that not right a, a total mom card thing mm-hmm. like yeah i'm not comfortable with him at our house that could be a mom card that rory would have yeah. to accept um of course you know rory does see a different side of him and that's the whole point here is that rory sees mm-hmm. a very different side of him even like moment to moment when he does finally show up at their house but yeah, yeah. um miss patty in the golf court cart while like <laughs> <laughs> exercise group so funny and i walk, loved it so much and walk and walk it was such a cute like, moment uh, just like it's, a late uh, night aerobics group right kind like of, the yeah, diners yeah. closed but they're exercising <laughs> they're getting ice cream number know. one it is not healthy to exercise this close to bedtime so i don't know what y'all are doing out here this late at night <laughs> they're all night owls miss patty you're running this class shouldn't you be walking with them like do as I say, not a, do as I hey, she's the do, instructor. do as I say, yeah. not as I she's do. She's the instructor, not one of the, the exercisers. A good leader should never have to ask somebody to do something that they wouldn't do. That's fair. Well, maybe Patty isn't a good leader, and I think she'd probably be okay with that. Right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> she's not even driving it. It was like an older lady driving it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, she was trying but... to get her cigarette lit at the end of it. <laughs> Luke does eventually wrap up. Um with the TV mm-hmm. and goes up to his apartment. And I mean, it's even worse now than it was when Laurel oh. was there. Jess is kind of like buried amidst the clothes and the stuff, which like, I was a messy teen. I get it. I used to have tons of clothes on my bed and I would just kind of push them over and sleep in it. But like, mm-hmm. Jess is literally sleeping on a mattress on the floor. So it looks like he's just buried. <laughs> it's so cute. He looks so innocent. Like he's and like he's wearing his clothes. Like, he's wearing that camel shirt that like God he's gonna Oh yeah. Like, it's a great look. He really it um is. wears this the shirt many times. Like I mean, he's just mm-hmm. getting his money out of it. Yeah, that's fair. I can only assume he bought it with his own money. But at this point Probably. there are so many boxes filled with his clothes. Yes, now there are. But like <laughs> I connect so deeply with like Luke in this yeah. moment of this like He's been putting up with it. He's been putting up with it. And then he just snaps and he cannot handle the mess anymore. Yeah. For me, that's like when I hit like, you know, like a manic point and I'm like, I'm going to clean everything. I'm done with this. But yep. for Luke, he's like, we are looking for an apartment. We are getting out of here. <laughs> I mean, he's like, we are moving tomorrow. I'm like, mm, I don't think you can move that fast, but I appreciate the urgency. Well, he's like, um, at 10 a.m., I want you washed, moves, and ready to go. And I love <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well he doesn't want him going into the bathroom at 10 a.m getting ready to spend two hours moosing his hair right. yeah because that is a joke that was made earlier mm-hmm. something about it, his hair isn't just bouncing ready or something but yeah. yeah when he walks out i will say something um jess and luke their relationship is getting a little better it's not as yeah, bad yeah as i would agree it's still not yeah, great they're getting really. a little they're getting more of a rapport. Mm-hmm. They're feeling each other out better and, and finding that they have, like, similar senses of humor and and stuff like that. It's it's getting better, definitely. Because this next scene, yeah. uh, they're apartment hunting, and you can definitely tell they're related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're constantly, um, they're shooting each other down <laughs> for the same they're reasons, bickering. basically. Yeah, they're bickering. Yeah. Um, neither of them can settle can on an apartment. I don't think you can bicker. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can bicker with somebody like that unless you have like a good 
like a close relationship right with yeah him. Um, yeah. But neither of them can settle an apartment without the other one having an issue with it. And, like, the issues mm-hmm. are so stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, paint it. That one has a cat. <laughs> There's too many windows. <laughs> Which, I, actually, the windows are... I feel like that one's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think but it's no, they are... really nice that Jess has a say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Luke really wants Jess to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. And it is not until Jess is like... I have to go. Lorelai's expecting me that he gets excused from this excursion. Right. Yeah. But he also has his little, like, I'm here. I was told to come here. I came here. Like, I'm going to go wherever you yeah, tell me to go. Yeah, a bit of an attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do love that Luke's like, I'm going to take some Polaroids to show you. It's like, oh, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> He's Luke, so where sweet. Is this, He's trying. Where's his Polaroid camera that you supposedly <laughs> have? <laughs> Those things were bulky. Back at the Gilmore Girls' house, Lorelai found an alarm clock that does barnyard animal sounds. And isn't that what got her in trouble at the Chilton, ep- like the first day of Chilton? Well, it's like the, the blue fuzzy clock didn't, didn't purr on time. Yeah. 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 Also, um, I I love animals. My degree is related to animals. I've worked with animals a lot. Pig sounds are not the sounds that I would choose if you gave me any barnyard animal to wake up to. Pig sounds are, like, generally not great. What would you choose? Um, I would probably choose something like sheep or chickens. The chickens. I like horses, too, but, like, horse sounds can be a little scary. (laughs) I just, uh, my brother who lives in Jersey, his neighbor has roosters, Mm. which... Those are annoying. Kind of blows my mind that people none of these are big lots like it's neighbors you're literally right on top of your neighbors i'm like how do they allow roosters in the t- and like in the city limits what a lot is of them this? don't so maybe they're illegal roosters i don't know but it's just a cranky old man living with two roosters in his backyard so every time i go to visit i'm woken up at like 5 30 in the morning with these damn roosters going off <laughs> I just want to go yell at this cranky old man, but apparently the, he's going senile, so. The the ducks are kind of nice, too. Oh, the ducks she plays. Would be nice. The ducks are okay. Well, there's a knock at the door, <laughs> and Rory goes to get it, and it's Jess. Um, he immediately hands her a CD. Or hands is a. He throws her. I guess tosses. Yeah, he tosses her, tosses a, CD. her a CD. Um, and just tells hey, her she's to, getting you know, better. Remember how she snapped when Dean threw something well, at her? That was a bad. She just catches it from Jess. Still, <laughs> to be fair, sharp edges today, Rory has had a good day so far and is paying attention. That is true to mm-hmm. the person tossing things to her, and it's uh, something that she'll like versus a basketball. Mm-hmm. She definitely does yes, that. This is true. Um, and like she's like, I don't know. They just have a conversation. Like, he tells yeah. her everything. It's it's flirty. It's nice. It's two teenage, teenage kids with similar interests discussing their similar interests. And then Lorelai arrives and he's like, one word answers. Well, yeah. Okay. Before she arrives, though, he comments on her hair. He's like, did you change oh, your yeah. hair? And like, did she change her hair? It looks shorter. Uh, it did look shorter. I mean, she, she might have gotten no. a haircut. But then, if you will notice... For the rest of the episode, she does wear her hair in a ponytail. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as this scene is done and she goes to meet Dean, oh, she right. has it in a ponytail. Because she says, bad, yeah. different, and that's never answered. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't answer her, so. I don't know. I feel like the look on his face is kind of an answer of, like, no, it's not. Well, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Lorelai does come yeah. over because of the ducks or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's very excited about this yeah. alarm clock. Yeah, Jess doesn't want to talk to her. They're super awkward. No. Like, Lorelai yeah. clearly is uncomfortable with him. He's uncomfortable with her. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Lemon Coke had just come out, which... Sure. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> there were a lot of different Cokes that came out in the 2000s. They were always doing different stuff. 2001. Oh, yeah. It would have been right then, then. I, I don't think it's a thing anymore, is it? It might be. I know the oh, Diet Coke. Was I am, I think it Diet is. Coke has, like, a bunch of flavors. Well, and then you also have those Coke machines where you can, uh, like, yeah, put yeah. your the own freestyles. flavors in. I used to have to change them yeah. at the theater. They sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I really like that Rory translates Jess's silence. Like, she knows mm-hmm. what he's trying to say. With no- He's not even saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny. and I also love, so, like, there's this awkward Coke handoff, and then, you know, <laughs> Rory goes to awkward. show Jess outside. <laughs> <laughs> There's an awkward Coke handoff. Lemon Coke. Um, Coca-Cola. No. <laughs> Rory takes Jess outside to show him where all the stuff is, and she, like, lectures him mm-hmm. about how she really wants him to get along with her mom. And this is a really telling conversation. Oh, yeah. This kind of is a throwback to early Rory not knowing how to talk to boys at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She's stumbling. She's awkward. She says something about... You know, if you like me at all, but not like 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 me, and I was like, oh, if you care baby, about me, not care baby. care, because he says, <laughs> I love Jess. Why do you in think conversation? I care about you? Yeah, oh, <laughs> calls are on it. Why does it matter? <laughs> I kind of think it's a little toxic, but I also I understand that it's cute because it's classic teenage boy yeah, nagging, exactly like classic. Yes, um, and he's teasing her. Mm-hmm. And it's cute, um, but he agrees to try, and then he has such a smile on his face. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> I love that <laughs> moment. And the thing is, like, they totally could have not put that moment in, right? But that was, like, such a specific character beat of him smiling to himself about having teased Rory and, like, her saying that she wants him to care. I love it. Because, like, and Milo is just so cute. Yeah, well... <laughs> He looks good in that outfit. Um, the, the, the he does. Coat. He looks good in everything. <laughs> when does he not? Let's be fair. Um, but like, he must have like a hint that she likes him, or at oh, the, yeah, yeah, right. Like, well, he throws in a Lorelai's face at the end of the episode. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we're not there yet. Um, what we are at is buy a book fundraiser. We don't really find mm-hmm. out what the fundraiser's for. Just charity. I feel like maybe it's library books because all of the books have like a library label on the spine. Yeah, um, it's at the library. So maybe it's like benefiting the library because I know that a lot of libraries do book sales. Um, this is an awesome book sale though. Oh yeah, there's a it's ton huge. Of books. There's a fundraiser where books are being sold. So there's two things that are going to happen. Rory's going to buy those books and Dean is going to be super mm-hmm. bored. And that's what yes. happens. Dean just sitting there with all these books. Which- to be fair, apparently he did look for like 20 minutes. It's been two hours. Which mm-hmm. isn't bad. No. But yeah, it's it's not two hours. Um, And I, I feel no. for him because I've been in those situations where you're like, okay, I'll go because this person that I love wants to do something, but like, I don't really want to mm-hmm. do it, but you do it, right? And like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes him a bad boyfriend, right? Being bored. No. no. What makes... I don't think so. <laughs> Not even asking for Lord of the Rings makes him a bad boyfriend. 
even though she's so obviously not into it. I mean, hey, I- <laughs> there are so many worse movies that you could ask somebody to watch than Lord of the Rings, but... I don't think there was, and may, remind me if maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think there was any specific moment in today's episode that made me actively dislike Um, I disagree completely. It's about to happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, his reaction to, okay, so she has apparently been shopping for two hours, and when she realizes mm-hmm. it's been two hours, she immediately is like, oh, I'm sorry, let's go, let's go watch Lord of the Rings. Um, And she does it in like a very, like... She's clearly doing it because he's upset, Mm -hmm. and he calls her on that and says, no, you're not done. And she's like, no, I am done. I had this conversation a million times with Mm -hmm. my boyfriend of, like, I'm trying to do a thing because I think you want it. Well, don't do it for me. You know, that kind of argument is classic. But while she's checking out, they realize that her bracelet is missing. He looks down Mm -hmm. at her wrist and sees that it's missing. Where is it? Why aren't you wearing it? And freaks out. Where did it go? Like... It's so, like, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm not wearing your prison cuff. Like, I hate that scene so much. Well, and she feels like she has to lie. Yeah, she does lie. She can't say, oh, I'm just not wearing it today. Or she can't say, oh, I'm not sure where it is. She has to lie and say that she had a rash on her wrist that she didn't get from the bracelet. She got it from her Spanish exam. Um, Like, Like it's this whole thing. Not wear a bracelet. Like, you can just I be just, like, I, I took left it, it at home. More, I took it more of, like, a panic of, oh, my God, I don't know where it is. And if I tell him that I don't know where it is, it's going to hurt his feelings. I don't think she was worried about him being, like, overly angry. I just took it as she didn't want to hurt his feelings because she lost something that's, you know, that he made for her that's is precious. I disagree. Later so, on, she um, says, like, um, when she thinks that she lost it for real, he's going to be so angry at me. And Lorelai's reaction yeah. is also on board with, like, okay, we have to find it. Let's not even talk about if we have to tell Dean the truth. Like, even Lorelai yeah. gets in on it, which... Yeah. Lorelai's responding Lorelai to Dean. Rory's panic. <laughs> yeah. Rory's uh, reaction can go either way if you think it's more panic or if it's more trying to spare his... Plants and devil's advocate. His feelings. However... <laughs> we have a lot of hate on Dean. I thought I'd, I'd that's fair. get a little yeah, on the yeah. other side. Yeah. <laughs> He looks great in this episode. His hair is great today. And to be fair, he was very patient. I mean, to sit there bored for two yeah, hours definitely. while your girlfriend looks at I books. Mean, Dean, like, I think probably lives within sight of this book sale. Like, he could have gone probably home, and home and waited. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't. He sat there and waited and let her do her thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like how he approaches it. It kind of sounds like he's yeah. trying to say, how dare you take it off? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Um, I think it's very controlling. That being said, like, obviously, he made something for her, so mm-hmm. he, it would be upsetting if she lost it. I don't think she has to wear it every day of her life, though. It also could just be more of a habit thing. Like, they've been together at least over a year at this point, I would think, and she's always had it on, and now all of a sudden, a year in, when there's this other boy sniffing around, she doesn't. Yeah, I mean. Well, and we find out though at the very end of this episode, it's been two weeks that she hasn't had the bracelet, and they're just now noticing, and it hasn't come up. So it just it kind of like a a terrible situation that came from wrong mm-hmm. wrong time, wrong place. Yeah. Well, Dean and Rory they they compromise. She can look at the astronomy section, and he can, uh, or they're going to watch Lord of the Rings, but then they're also going to mock Autumn in New York. 
which I suppose is another movie. Never seen Me it. Neither. Yeah. Meanwhile, also during that scene while Roy is going off to look at the astronomy section, she's rubbing her wrists. Like she's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what happened to it? Yeah, she's anxious. yeah, she's freaking yeah. out. As this is happening, there is a Kirk scene. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk is trying to bargain for a 65-cent yes. book. Well, and- there's, a, there's a reason he ends up with a quarter million dollars in his bank account. Yeah. And it's but because do- he haggles over 10, sec- 10 cents. We do get a gypsy uh, appearance. She's gypsy is the one who is running it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Have we seen like have we seen Gypsy before this? Yes, yes. I, she checks yeah, out okay. the car with Richard. Oh, right, right, right. But that's it. Richard I think. and Stars Hollow. Like she wasn't okay. at the Bracebridge dinner. I don't. Think I think that remember. was her first appearance, right? The car, mm-hmm. the car. And at this point, though, Gypsy knows Rory enough to say, mm-hmm. "Oh, did you see the astronomy section?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I thought was interesting because I don't think we've ever gotten any hint that Rory might be interested in astronomy before. But apparently she really is, and both Dean and Gypsy know it. Mm-hmm. I take it as it's a subject that nobody saw her in, so how could you not look <laughs> at it? Yeah. You haven't looked at every single subject here, Rory. What the heck? Well, meanwhile, back at the Gilmore Girls' house, Jess is still working on that roof. Um, mm-hmm. And Lorelai starts taking out Chinese food, a ton of Chinese food, and takes out one oh plate. Oh my gosh, the dream. Right. Uh, takes out one plate before, like, hearing Jess and being like, okay, all right, Rory, I'm gonna try. I'll, I'll put forth the effort. it's a really good show-not-tell scene, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. she's not on the phone with Suki and saying, oh, Jess is here. Gosh, I think I should invite him in. It's all played through her, like, expression and her body, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great. Well, it just, it shows that Rory's, Rory's request got to her, and so she is putting forth the effort for her daughter to mm-hmm. try to kind of have some kind of nice, positive relationship with him, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. I like that when she approaches Jess, Jess immediately apologizes and it's like, yeah. oh, was I being too loud? Like, honestly, I don't know how she can experience that and then still think that he's like this terrible kid. Like, yeah, he was so it was so like thoughtful of him to be like, oh, sorry, too loud. No, she just wants to invite you inside for Chinese, which he says no to. But then also it's clear that Rory's and talk got to head. him. <laughs> and so he says, no, Chinese sounds great. I was so worried for him when he was going down that ladder. I hate ladders. <laughs> me and ladders are not friends. And it makes me so nervous whenever I see anybody go down a ladder. I, I used to do like stage crew and yeah. doing ladders backstage in the dark. A lot of danger. <laughs> I gotta think that the camera angle was like that was because someone was holding the ladder because otherwise, like, that is dangerous. Yeah, he was just going. <laughs> Jess does come in and mm-hmm. they kind of converse. They try. Yeah, they try. Jess admits that he's not good at small talk, which I thought was really nice. Lorelai saying, like, you're doing mm-hmm. pretty okay was really nice. Um, yeah. They make Jess jokes. makes a Yule Gibbons reference yeah, they make jokes. about Luke. <laughs> jokes about Luke. Like, one thing, though, is Lorelai asks him about sports. Are you on any teams? Mm-hmm. Are you a Jersey guy or not a Jersey guy? Lorelai is not a sports person, right? So why mm-hmm. is she, like, she gives him a bad look for not being on a team. And it's like, you're not on a team. You weren't on a team in high school. <laughs> I think she was just yeah. trying to find something to talk about. Oh, and he was shutting her down? 
I don't think he was shutting her down. He's a teenage boy. What do teenage boys do? Maybe a sport. Like you know, a, I think yeah. she was really her, reaching. Her, like, reference. Yeah. And Dean is And we know Dean's boy. sporty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I really think it was just Lorelai. Yeah. Trying to find a topic. I wonder with this scene, you know, how many good relationships Jess has had with adults, right? Like, He's he's very smart. He's great at conversing with Rory. But, like, how many healthy relationships has he had with adults where he got used to talking to adults? Like, this is a learning process for mm-hmm. him, I think. Having an adult who's trying to, like, connect with him and they're not talking down to him. It's a whole, yeah. Because I really think that if Lorelai and Jess were closer in age, they would actually get on very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're very yeah. similar. They're just opposite. Like, they're the same... Um, there are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they were closer in age, and then also, I will say, if Jess didn't have as much trauma in his background, mm-hmm. that he had, like, such a strong wall up around him. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, you you gotta remember, the first time Lorelai and Jess meet, Jess comes out gl- guns blazing yeah, angry. and just destroys Lorelai. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lorelai kind of oversteps in that first, yeah. you know, like hey, I've been there. It's like, well, no, Lorelai, you really haven't. But I think they got off on the wrong, on foot? The wrong foot. And then, yeah. like, they just never quite manage. Like, this is the best, I think. One of the best moments we have is this them sitting there eating Chinese together. And, mm-hmm. by the way, I do not think it is possible to have a bad egg roll. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite foods. Spring rolls, egg rolls, yes, please. But... I mean, I guess it depends on how old the egg roll is. Right? She yes. smells the they carton. Are, <laughs> they are interrupted by Rory screaming. Um, Rory does a lot of, like, yelling from off screen in this yeah. episode. Well, the same kind of yelling. Mom. Mom, come here. Mom. And Lorelai's immediate response is like, what's wrong? I'm here. Um, but the bracelet is missing. And that means that everybody has to drop everything and hunt for the bracelet. Rory is panicked. And she's explaining frantically, oh my god, I lost my my bracelet. He made it for me. He's going to be so mad. Like, she's worried about this bracelet. Mm-hmm. And you just see Jess in the background just sneakily just, like, hearing, overhearing. It's like, I'm going to get out of yeah, here. basically. Yeah. Because at this moment, Jess is the only person who knows the location of the bracelet. Because we mm-hmm. saw him pick it up on the bridge after their uh, picnic mm-hmm. basket date, whatever yep. you want to call it. Supposedly two weeks ago. It feels like time more time, is wild. but whatever. <laughs> but so uh, Lorelai and Rory are just immediately like all about looking for the bracelet. Mm-hmm. You know, Rory goes into her room to start looking. Lorelai goes out to the car to start looking. And Jess kind of just makes himself scarce. You do get a shot of Jess outside, and he looks uncomfortable, even mm-hmm. guilty. Oh, yeah. He probably didn't realize yeah. how important it was, because it's not like she said, you know, oh, this is my special bracelet that my boyfriend made me during the basket date. It was just something he saw she dropped, and he picked it up, and now he's found out. Well, and again, it's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if she was going to freak out about it, you would normally think that she would have freaked out about it. Literally the second? A yeah. Lot, a lot longer ago then. Or during all of the time they spent together that day mm-hmm. while they were book mm-hmm. shopping, while they were having pizza. Like, there was a lot of time for her to look down at her wrist and realize my bracelet Hold on. Missing. There was a whole week like, that happened in that episode. 
Because they started on yeah. Saturday and then ended it on Friday at Friday night dinner. Which Well, also we had the whole episode with Sherry yeah. last week. So it's mm-hmm. been so more than two just... weeks. Yeah. Time. We're not going down the black time. hole of time. <laughs> I I will say in terms of like habits though, like it's it's a leather strap, right? Mm-hmm. She probably just keeps it on all the time. That's what she said, yeah. Would you really get in the shower with a leather strap bracelet? Maybe. Like, I, I'm i trying to, like, when I get in the shower, I have jewelry. Now, some I do leave on, some I take off. But, like, you know, you take your hair down, you brush your hair out, you take glasses off, whatever. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like in one of those moments, it would have been, like, that would have been prime. Like, oh, crap, where's my bracelet? Well, Emily. Within yeah. a day or two of losing I think it. she just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> It just slipped your but mind. It, yeah. I don't disagree with you, but you wear something religiously for a year. Yeah. The first time that you would do something where, you know, kind of do a check on everything before you get in the shower would be prime time to be like, oh, crap, this is missing. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you care about it or not, it's something that you've been wearing for a year. I mean, maybe it's like... Maybe it's not leather. Maybe it's like a waxed cord, like the ones that you wear at camp and people just like mm-hmm. swim in them and whatever. And she just genuinely, because it seems like it just slipped off her wrist. That's the other thing. It's like a tied on strap. Yeah, he bracelet. tied it on her. Yeah. Knots come loose. Yeah. Either anyway. way, the bracelet is missing. <laughs> Jess yep. feels guilty. The girls are hunting for it. Um, and with and like actually, hunting for it like they are yeah like they lost an engagement ring kind of panicked yeah and the next scene we're at the inn and Lorelai is hunting for the bracelet underneath the front desk and apparently she has also Mm -hmm. already had Michelle look and um she has mortally offended Michelle by double checking (laughs) right honestly after what he did for them last episode running for Lane? Yeah. Come on, you have to trust that this guy is going to do what you ask him to do. I'm going to go with when I lose something, I look everywhere twice. That's fair. Yeah. Three, four times. So, like, I don't think it's a dig on Michelle. I just think that shows how panicked she is about it. Mm-hmm. I have a controversial thought. No. Michelle and Jess, do they have the same personality? It's just that one is, you know, Milo. <laughs> One of them has a fake French accent? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very similar. Do we ever get any direct Jess-Michelle interaction? I don't think so. I don't think so. They might create like a snark they could, loop they that could like talk about goes back and forth infinitely. They, they could. Both hate they both hate swans. <laughs> I just... Similar though. I would say, yes, Michelle is an older and more mature version of Jess because Michelle at least learned how to rein it in to get a job. Well, and less cool. Right, because Jess yes, has that punky cool. vibe. Yes. Well, depending on what you think of as cool, right? I'm sure yes. in certain circles, Michelle would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He dresses well. He's got a cool job. Well, mm-hmm. cool if you're in that circle. And while Lorelai is hunting for the bracelet, she gets a call. And it is Luke Another frantic with his call. <laughs> second rant of the episode. This is a, <laughs> a rant-heavy episode for Luke. Honestly, I and felt I love it. This yeah, rant. right? Like, I've... Um, kind of looking for an apartment now and it's it is why do you have to pay $150 for a parking space right like what shouldn't that be included in rent <laughs> build is, it into the rent there should not be extra fees for this this is all 20 years ago and like all of this still stands up today 
Like, mm-hmm. everything he's talking about is still nonsense that you have to deal. Like, I rent. I can't afford to buy. I feel you, Luke. Unfortunately, Luke can afford to buy, <laughs> as we will see later in the episode. But he is super frustrated. He needs help. And he pulls a Lorelai. Whenever Lorelai needs help, who does she run to? Luke. Luke. Now Luke needs help. Who does he run to? The person who put it in his head to go get an apartment to begin with. Yes. Well, I think he is running to Lorelai specifically, though. Like it would, like if yeah, Babette yeah. would have been the one that he wouldn't have called Babette. He would still call. Well, Lorelai. Babette would have never invaded his apartment upstairs <laughs> to get pancakes either. <laughs> True. Well, Lorelai does leave work. Lorelai drops everything. Yeah. Even Rory's bracelet. Go like she's like, all right, Luke needs help, and she goes and. They're in this beautiful apartment. It's a stunning mm-hmm. apartment. It is a really nice, yeah. <laughs> and the realtor is, you know, doing her thing, offering spruces. Luke doesn't want the spruce because why would he want one? And it's a free spruce. She confuses Lorelai for Luke's wife. And it's And Lorelai immediately yep. is like the role I was yep. born to play. <laughs> hey, it's a fair assumption. Oh, Couple yeah. in their thirties looking at an apartment. But also, I mean, assumption. like it totally makes sense i know that they don't like explain why she goes along with it but it totally makes sense especially at this time to be in that buying market to tell the realtor that you're married your chances would be so much better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel weird about lorelei's oh you are bad like it just it was weird <laughs> Bad acting? Yeah, she is it, play, she's playing it up. Bad acting on purpose? So, is she such a good actress that she can bad act on purpose? Yes. Ah, okay. I mean, like, it's like a wild thing to say. Like, if I if my husband and I looked like you guys, we would never get dressed yeah. or whatever she says. So, honestly, if I, if me and my partner were somewhere and somebody said that to us, I would probably respond in the same way. Like, you are bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else do you say to that? Oh, you've made I me super no uncomfortable. Idea. I need you to leave. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Luke is angry and embarrassed. More embarrassed than angry. Well, he I, he kind of... Luke can't take a bit. No, he He's a yes. little bit angry. Yeah. But, I mean, Lorelai has a great point. This is a really nice apartment, and it's an upgrade that Luke should honestly be making. Mm-hmm. Like... There are multiple rooms. Yeah. There's something his current apartment lacks. Yeah. And like, just, there's a kitchen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, his separate kitchen. His kitchen is not also his bedroom. Like, that's good. And also, I love the little built ins around the windows and stuff. Oh my gosh, stunning. I would love that. Um, it's not too many widows, so you're not baking in the yeah. afternoon heat. I love all of the times that Luke and Lorelai say the same thing to different people, like, completely independently. Mm-hmm. It's like, every connection between them we have just leads us to them eventually being together, and I love it. <laughs> um, Lorelai points out, by the way, we got a Rachel mention. Yes, yes, I noted that, too. She points out that Luke is a bachelor. Like, he needs to stop. He mm-hmm. needs to stop. Living the single bed life. Yeah. Okay. Also, how sad to have a single bed. Right. Rachel essentially lived with him Mm -hmm. while she was there. He had a double bed, at least, at that time frame. Like, when she goes upstairs. So, at some point after Rachel left, Luke made the conscious decision to switch out his queen full whatever bed 
for a twin. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering I'm wondering if maybe he had a fall the whole time and she's referring to it as a single bed because like I have I have slept with another person in a twin bed and it's not something that you could do long term. No. Like it's not something that you could do more than like one night every so often. It's you can make it work, but it's not great. I think he probably no, had a fall. No, he has a twin because oh. I'm jumping forward a couple episodes here when the inn catches fire and Lorelai gets kicked out of her house and goes to Luke's. She sleeps on his twin bed while he sleeps Oof. on the couch. I mean, maybe he was it so broken about Rachel that he literally got rid of the bed. That's my thoughts. Maybe. That he just literally got rid of that Once bed. no reminders. Yeah. Poor dude. Well, we end that scene uh. with Luke. It looks like Luke is going to take this apartment. Um, which mm-hmm. would be a lovely apartment to have. Yeah. Fills out the application. Yeah. And Lorelai returns home, walking through her house, and unexpectedly runs into Hi, Jess, Jess coming out of Rory's room. Yes. <laughs> and it does look suspicious. I'm not going to lie. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally understand that it looks weird. Yeah. Well, he has no reason to be in her house to begin with. He should mm-hmm. be outside cleaning mm-hmm. gutters. Right? Unless he was, like, in there to use the bathroom, but he wasn't. He was in Rory's room. Yeah. So it's, like, it's weird that you're in the house to begin with because, I mean, he's a dude. There's tons of bushes outside if he really needed to pee. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) I just know what my brothers would do if If they were cleaning gutters at somebody's house. (laughs) If I was a grown-up and I had a teenage boy doing work on my house i would tell him he could use my bathroom yeah but i would i would rather that than find him peeing in my bush i feel like that would be worse (laughs) but you know what to each their own but he is inside the house like you guys said walking out of rory's bedroom Mm -hmm. so it's like a double whammy yeah he gives an excuse why are you in my house and why are you in books um he's checking out a book Mm -hmm. for her and then laura like walks in and like the camera is angled on Rory's bed. Yeah. Which is gross. Like, the implication there is gross. And I I don't know if I'm just putting too much thought into it. Or, like... Well, honestly, like, that shot reminded me of another shot that we will have Mm -hmm. a few seasons later, where Lorelai catches somebody in Rory's room and the camera angles to the bed, and you see that something has happened on the bed. But in this situation, yeah, it was like, girl, what do you think he's doing? Right. I mean, I know what you think he's doing, but, like, really? I don't think Jess is that much of a delinquent to no. do something like that. Like, that is a lot. That's perversion. I don't think it was necessarily centered on the bed. It was just, Ori has a small bedroom. You can only get so many angles to see Lorelai, like, in the center to also True. show, like, okay, there's the armor to the left and her bookcases to the right. You really only see, like, maybe half the bed still made i think it was just kind of showing like lorelei's looking around like what are you doing right Anything something- different? but she looks specifically only to the bed like it's just it's i don't know i feel like it could have been a wider scene mm-hmm. it just gave me weird vibes yeah well i mean later we find out that he was doing something near the bed it just wasn't anything and she had like sketchy right she had like yeah, a sixth sense sense. telling her he was near the bed <laughs> <laughs> well regardless uh we cut to luke and he's at Dozie's, and Taylor goes to Luke, immediately agitating him, and he asks questions mm-hmm. about his application. And the application, no, first is for his it's 
Taylor wants to talk to Luke's, and Luke is just like, okay, go over to the diner. I'll be there soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, then he's upset. <laughs> then he's upset that Taylor has his application, and we find out Taylor owns that building. Not only that, Taylor owns 10 buildings in town. Confirmation. Taylor is trying to buy Star's Make Taylor he's And he's not even ashamed. Like, he really thinks that he knows the way that Star's Hollow should be. Mm-hmm. And it's totally okay for him to literally buy up the town and tell people how tall their grass can be. And he wants to be a, a town-wide HOA. Guys, like, you know what this means? Who measures their grass? Well, Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> but you know what this means? It means Taylor's rich. And like super Oh yeah, Taylor's yeah. like rich, rich. Because mm-hmm. he's a landlord of 10 apartment buildings. And that's the cardigan he wears? Sorry. No, it's uh it's the, the steve jobs thing right yeah he has a uniform it just happens to be the exact same part again <laughs> well we also get uh taylor loves fascist parks which i thought was yeah like taylor's yeah. like low-key like down with the fascists luke leaves in a huff and it's funny how he rejects him he says that i want two inch grass yes mm-hmm. well and yep. In this conversation, you know, Taylor's chasing Luke down because he really wants to talk to him about this. He does Literally not pick up. chasing him yeah. down. <laughs> he does not pick up that Luke is, like, done. As soon as Luke found out that Taylor owned the apartment, there was no way he mm-hmm. was going to be renting or buying mm-hmm. or anything. But Taylor lets it slip that he is interested in buying the flower shop next to Luke's. And he wants to turn it into a collective plate shop. Yeah. Which is, like, so Stars Hollow. He also has a problem with the sign, uh, Luke's sign. Yeah. He doesn't like the fact that Williams Hardware is still up there because he thinks that people will be so confused looking at that sign. It's going to confuse the tourists. Yeah. Like, come on. People are going to get so confused, even though there's clearly a Luke sign with the Luke's in a coffee cup and a giant food sign on the window. But is this a hardware <laughs> store? There's one random hardware. Oh, look, it's covered in tables. People are eating. It must be a hardware store. Well, and it's so interesting because I feel like we get commentary about Luke's dad, right, from Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your dad would blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, Taylor just has no chill when it comes to, obviously, your dad is important to you. I think. And, like, his legacy is important to you. You hit the nail on the head there, Jess. Taylor yeah. has no chill. Just in general. Yeah, he Taylor has care. no chill. Bad vibes. <laughs> but, like, it's, the diner has been like this for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I don't think you've seen anybody wandering around the t- around town. Well, I just really want somewhere to eat, but I can't find anywhere. <laughs> if anything, Al's Pancake no. World should be right? the one that has a confusing yeah, sign. Yeah, needs to change their name. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we head back to the Gilmore house where Jess is supposedly finishing up, but like there's still so many leaves. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. I don't know what. Like, at least clean up the leaves if you're gonna... Whatever. <laughs> and Rory walks by, and she looks so downtrodden. She's so yeah. upset. Yeah. Because she knows what Dean's reaction's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna fight you on this one. I don't... I think part of it is, yes, Dean's reaction, but I still think part of it is that the bracelet does mean a lot to her. Oh, yeah. Because I, I have a pair of earrings. It's It was a gift to me uh, when I graduated high school. There are earrings made out of my grandma's diamonds mm-hmm. and one fell out on vacation one year in the, like in a vacation house and i was having a full-blown panic attack and this was strictly because of how much it meant that's to me. fair yeah. not because anybody get mad at me 
So I think I think it's it's a probably a bit of but both. But Rory also didn't notice for two plus weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed. I, I don't know how for sure how long <laughs> I noticed, but it was that day. Yeah. I know that much. But so, you know, Rory is pretty downtrodden. She's looked everywhere. She just cannot find it. She doesn't know what she's going to do. And Jess really pushes her to, you know, keep looking. Sometimes it's right in front of you. Look in the places you've looking already looked. Again. Right? Because she's so sad. Look in the bedroom again. Um, and she, he's just like, talk. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does yeah. look in her bedroom again. And guess what? Her bracelet is there. Oh, look. Right under the bed. <laughs> Must have fallen off while she was sleeping, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's the thing. Jess is a smart kid, right? Here's what I would do as the other Jess. If I had stolen something and then while I was <laughs> at their house, I realized, uh-oh, it means a lot to them. I would have, like, taken the bracelet and dropped it on the front steps and kind of stomped it into the grass a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it had fallen off her wrist when she was going in or out of the house. And then, like, is this the bracelet? Oh, my gosh. I'm here outside where I'm allowed to be. Is this the one you're talking about? Honestly, Come on, I Jess. had the same thought, except yeah. I would have put it in the bathroom near the shop. Like, okay. Just behind a toilet or something like that, mm-hmm. and just like hide it a little bit, but not so much, but not just like straight up under her bed. Drop it in a dirty basket of laundry. Right? Like, come on, Jess. I'm still going with the outside. <laughs> like, he could have very easily. Like, he's already outside. He's mm-hmm. already gonna be cleaning up leaves off the ground and stuff right? while he's <laughs> cleaning the, the gutters. Better. When they're freaking out, he could easily be like, "Hey, I found this on the ground. Is this what you're looking for?" So easy. Cover. It we some- should have yeah. been the teenage degenerates, you guys. <laughs> Just little jerk. So easy. That Laura like. You're so him. smart, Jess. You're smarter than this. Yeah, because Rory runs off to tell Lane she can stop praying yeah. for the return of the bracelet, and Lorelai goes out and confronts Jess. She pays him. To be fair, she pays him. Yeah. Um, she is angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't have any proof at this point. I mean, unfortunately, Jess does literally give her the proof. Well, yeah. Yeah. He has to stick it to her because she's sticking it to him. Yeah. I mm-hmm. would feel so bad as a teenager if an adult talked to me this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really accusing him. She's really going harsh on him. And, like, she's going on and on about how precious this bracelet is about how um Mm -hmm. rory loves it so much and how cruel jess is for stealing this you didn't hurt dean you hurt rory yeah yeah like i said she calls him a little jerk like she's on him and he's just like "Uh uh-huh 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 it took your uh the most precious thing that she owns it took her two weeks to realize that it was even Mm -hmm. gone and she wasn't even the one who realized it was Dean. And Lorelai just yeah. shuts yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you say because to that? He says, because he says, you might want to reevaluate how madly in love with him she is. I wouldn't start mm-hmm. calling him son yet. Yep. And she just tells him to get out mm-hmm. because she doesn't have a response to that. Also, I really don't think that Jess had any clue that it had something to do with Dean. No, no. Like, I don't think I don't, so. Yeah, I don't never think so said, like, this is my Dean bracelet Mm-mm. and pointed at it. Like, how would he know? Unless Dean put his name on it or something. He wanted weird. a little piece of Rory. And he, he yeah. got it. And he was keeping it as a memento. Because you also have to think, like, his yeah. apartment is a wreck right now. So, like, <laughs> he had to keep that safe. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have gotten lost. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if Luke had found that bracelet and then, like, 
Honestly, I think that would have been a better drama. Yeah. I don't know if Luke knows what that bracelet True. is, though. Well, if Laura like, I, I would have recognized it. Like, or if Luke would have said something like, yeah, I think Jess must have a girl coming around to find a bracelet. You know? Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I could almost see something like that. I don't think Writes Luke would have been like, yeah, I found this random bracelet <laughs> yeah. and shown it to her. Well, Lorelai looks like she's been slapped in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, she kind of yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, Emo- when I said emotionally. Jess fights back in my like recap, he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, good for him. She turns around, goes back inside, sits down, and like two seconds later, just frantic knocking at the door. Jess and yep. Luke must have passed each other, right? Like, he's storming one way, he's storming the other way. And Lorelai opens the door, and Luke... I just spent $100,000 100, and it's all your fault. <laughs> he, like, comes in a craze. Like, it's so funny. It's another rant. <laughs> like, he is on such a rant roll this episode. And, like, he doesn't know what to do. He wants to return the building, I guess. Lorelai is just like, calm down, you can, but why would you want to? He's like, wait, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want to? Yeah. Yeah. You can expand loose. I love that Lorelai as well. You could you could do this. Yeah. You could do that. And he starts to kind of like calm down of, oh, okay. And can we can we mention he got a cashier's check for a hundred thousand dollars. There's no mortgage on yeah. this. Mm-hmm. There he just had mm-hmm. this money in his bank account that he bought a commercial building with cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just impressed. That's all. Luke is also rich. That's what the we men also of found. this town are doing very well for themselves, weirdly enough. Yes, they are. I mean, right? I, I guess that's why he can afford uh, Lorelai and, Lu- and Rory not paying for food. Yeah. Yeah. He has it. I just, I love that he was so upset about Taylor that he impulse bought a building. <laughs> just so not- Taylor couldn't. <laughs> it's not until Lorelai's like, yeah, you could expand your business or, rent or you it. could yeah. rent. Like, and he's like, Oh, that's what I could do with this thing that I just spent $100,000 on. (laughs) So there is a good logistical reason for me to have this. And he sits down and Lorelai takes a beat and then she's like, does Jess ever talk about Rory? And I get the sense that Luke understands what she means, right? Like, is there something going on Mm -hmm. between them? Because he says, like, I'm also wondering. But we haven't ever really seen Luke witness Jess and Rory. So this must be off screen? No, but like I think the the way that I take this conversation is like they are teenagers that are the same age. He knows that they interact and then she kind of puts it in his head that maybe there's something. Mm-hmm. And Luke is mm-hmm. like on board. Oh, yeah, he's totally he's like, on board. That'd be great. Cuz Rory's a great kid and he sees it as like she would be really good for Jess and like yeah, she would be really good for Jess. But after the incident that just happened, Lorelai is having a hard time feeling that way, even remotely. Yeah. I get Lorelai's struggle mm-hmm. here, though, because like she's like, hey, your nephew is clearly into my daughter. Has he said anything to you? And instead, and Luke just goes straight, oh, that would be great if they were together, where Lorelai's thinking, like, she's in a relationship. With and the perfect boy. <laughs> despite, yeah, despite all of the issues that we clearly have, Lorelai is happy with yeah. the boy that she's mm-hmm. with. So it just, it's a weird vibe. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost Luke saying it'd be okay for Jess to come in and break up this couple. Well, he doesn't like Dean. So, yeah. He literally beat him up in the street. Yeah, because they had just found out and that he thought Dean broke Rory's heart. Yeah. Like, past that, they haven't had any any interaction. Yeah, but I also think that, like, it's one really common for adults to think that teenagers' relationships are not serious or not important 
that's a pretty common thing, like, in real life and in film and TV. Um, and the other thing is, he cares about Rory, Rory is important to him, but he doesn't see the relationship all the time. So he's not probably mm-hmm. really thinking, oh, but she's in a relationship with Dean. He's just thinking, oh, Rory's a great kid. Mm-hmm. That would be a great pair. Like, I think his mind is not, yeah, cheating is cool. Breaking up a relationship is cool. No, I don't just like, no. I like these two kids. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's cheating. It's just, it's kind of a weird vibe for me that he is so on board with it. Especially because, like, he does care for Rory so much that he he always jumps to, well, Rory would be such a great influence on Jess. He never hits the same side of where Lorelai would coming up coming on. Like, Jess is a bad influence on her. Well, my argument is he lives with Jess. So at this point, mm-hmm. I think that he gets medium Jess. If, like, Rory gets all the way Jess and Lorelai gets yeah. nothing, he gets the middle. So he knows that Jess yeah. is a yeah. good kid, just with an attitude problem. He mm-hmm. also knows all the things, or at least a good amount of the things that Jess has done, including stealing, putting body outlines outside of grocery stores well theoretically sure he hasn't done some, that like, for months now yeah because remember he's trying to or we just shape haven't up. seen it yeah he yeah was... i think he probably also has some like familial love blinders mm-hmm. yeah. right like he loves jess yeah. jess is his nephew and like i mean we've even talked about it right when the people in your life make choices that you don't like you still love mm-hmm. them and you still try to make things good for them mm-hmm. because you love them mm-hmm. so yeah. Is that as much as he loves Rory, Jess comes first. Yeah. And oh, it makes yeah. sense. He's his Definitely. kind of adopted son at this point. <laughs> and I love mm. the way that this episode ends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> and I love the way that Jess acts in this Me scene. Me too. Because, you know, Luke and Lorelai have obviously talked it out. Luke goes home and he's just got a sledgehammer in his closet. He doesn't say a word to Jess. He just storms Where else in, would you have the sledgehammer? <laughs> grabs the sledgehammer. And Jess is immediately like, oh my gosh, he has a sledgehammer. Like, what Jess you reacts doing? the way that you should react when your uncle runs in and grabs a weapon. <laughs> well, he, like, follows him wordlessly. Like, just like, what is happening? Like, he what looks are like a little right? child, like, following his parents. He does. <laughs> and Luke just... And Luke- obliterates this wall. That's your room. <laughs> the most paper-thin wall I've ever seen. Like, obviously, this is a prop wall, but, like, <laughs> this wall crumbles. Oh, it's very obviously. Like, I've so... It's so funny. There's no, there's no insulation. There's no. no insulation in this wall. It's a big, it's empty pocket. It's wooden... I've hit a wall with a sledgehammer before, and, like, the sledgehammer, yes, it goes through the wall. It does not take out, like, a solid foot circumference (laughs) around the sledgehammer with it. This is what you want to happen, (laughs) right? Yes, this is what you want to happen. That's not what actually happens. And then he's just like... And I love that, like... uh, Finish it. I love that more stuff, like, falls down as he shuts the door when he's leaving. It's like, how poorly built is this place? Right? Maybe this wasn't a great investment for Luke. (laughs) Jess looks so taken aback. It's so funny. He's like, what the hell is happening? All right. Well, that was this episode. Guys, who was the townsperson of the week? This is a hard one for me. Yeah. I'm going to go with Luke. Yeah, that's that was my choice, too. I think Luke is the... I feel like Lorelai doesn't do enough in this episode for me to be like, yeah, she's definitely a townsperson. I think that Luke is doing the town a service by buying up a property <laughs> before Taylor can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
he That's is fair. stepping out of his comfort mm-hmm. zone to try to make his nephew and himself, but his try to make both of them more comfortable with their Hates lives. capitalism, mm-hmm. which I totally understand. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Lee. Congratulations. Um, you win this week's Towns Person of the Week. Yay. Yay. Yeah. And after Towns Person of the Week, we have references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. Alright, for this week's references, I decided to focus on the music that's heard or referenced throughout the episode. There were a couple of references that I didn't understand, so I just want to throw them out real quick. Ida Morgenstern. Oh yeah, at the beginning? Yes. So Ida Morgenstern is mentioned at the very beginning. Um, She was a character on both the Mary Tyler Moore show and Rhonda which was a spinoff of that show. Okay. And she was an overbearing and overprotective mother to Rhonda. And then the other person was UL Gibbons, who I had no idea who he was. He promoted eating wild foods during the 1960s, and he was famous for a grape nuts cereal commercial where he asked the viewers, ever eat a pine tree? Many parts are edible. <laughs> and then he ate the grape nuts and recommended them over the pine trees. I mean, I love grape nuts. Yeah, they specifically talk about the pine <laughs> yeah. tree eating and how it would have been very painful <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's edible or so not. So just a quick shout out to those references. But now on to my main three. Um, I will go in order based on the episode. So up first is Price Yeah by Pavement, the first song that we hear blasting out of Jess's stereo while he's sleeping. Admittedly, I did have to sh- shazam it. Because I had no idea what the song was this. But Price Yeah by the band Pavement is a 1993 song from their album Westing by Musket and Sexton. Pavement is an American indie rock band from California that is known for avoiding press and live performances and instead attracting considerable underground attention from fans. They're considered to be one of the bands to invent the modern indie sound. And they were a large presence in the slacker culture, most prevalent during the 90s. Uh, their songs were filled with lyrics that were satirical in nature and laced with sarcasm. Uh, are we seeing a little bit of a comparison here? <laughs> Do we Sounds s- like Jess. See, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. They did break up in 1999, but they got back together in 2010. They disbanded quickly afterwards. However, in 2020, they would have done a 30th anniversary show, but COVID. Mm. what's that yeah, right <laughs> sorry however they are officially back together now and so they're actually on tour right now so if anyone's interested i'm sure you can find tickets find your very own jess mariano at the show right up next we have the cd that jess gives rory when he comes over to fix the gutters so he hands her throws her philosophy of the world by the shags and that has two g's at the end of it I thought I was going to have a really hard time trying to figure out which album it was, but I didn't because they only re- released one album. So it was this one. Easy yep. enough. <laughs> uh, the Shags were an American all-female rock group. They were all sisters. They were formed on the insistence of their father, who believed that his mother, so their grandmother, had predicted a rise to stardom. Unfortunately, they never took off because 
they were really bad. Like, really, really bad. Oh, no. They were described by the Rolling Stones as sounding like a lobotomized trap family. They made a thousand copies of their album, but the man who promised to make them stole 900 of them and then kept the money that they paid them. Yeah. They tried to circulate to radio stations, but no one wanted to play them. Um, Even the girls were like, this is the worst thing we've ever done. Oh, man. So this is like a special edition CD that Bury now has. And then it was even more bewildering. They became wildly popular. Because they were so bad. And the the original pressings of the CD, or rather the LP, were incredibly valuable. But in 1999, they reissued on CD, which is what Jess gives. Mm. Okay. But Rory likes kitschy things like that. Like, she likes... You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is actually perfect. Well, yeah. I mean, you were talking about how bad and awful it was and i was like if it's that bad why would just give it to her and be like i think you would like this and then yeah it hit me like oh but they love bad things like they love to make fun Mm -hmm. of bad things Mm -hmm. i mean i do too (laughs) i get it (laughs) um lastly we have the song that um once again jess is blasting something on the stereo when luke comes over to destroy the wall Mm -hmm. and that song is a what a wonderful world cover by joey ramone it is oh, okay. I was mm-hmm. wondering who that it's was. It's from the album "Don't Worry About Me," the debut album by Joey Ramone as a solo artist, and it was released mm-hmm. a year after his death. And this is Joey Ramone of yes. the Ramones. So Joey Ramone Correct. from the okay. Ramones, um, an American punk band from New York City. Now the Ramones were filled with people with the last name Ramones, but none of them were related. Like they they oh, I love that. made their name Ramones. That. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Uh, they're often cited as the first true punk rock band, but there were tons of conflict between the band, in particularly Joey and Johnny. Joey was a liberal. He was into drugs and he was he didn't like the government. <laughs> Meanwhile, Johnny was conservative. He was in military school and he was very strict. They had a girl that they both loved. And Aww. one of them claims the other stole her. Supposedly, Joey claims that Johnny stole this girl from him. Joey actually wrote a song called The KKK Took My Baby Away about the situation. Wow. Indicating that first off, Johnny was in the KKK. And secondly, like, he was really heartbroken over this situation. Right? Is there a movie about, like, there needs to be a movie about this. <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. There's one about Sid and Nancy, so I'm sure there's something about the romance. Yeah. So another situation of a triangle between a girl. I thought that was fitting with Rory, Jess, and Dean. Um, meanwhile, What a Wonderful yes. World is one of the most iconic songs of all time. It was written by Bob Thylel, I think, and David Weiss, and performed by Louis Armstrong. Uh, the song itself is about the beautiful mm-hmm. things in the world. Blue skies, colors of the rainbow, not the usual Ramon song, but I think yeah, it indicates it's an interesting cover. I think it indicates that things are getting better for Luke and Jess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those were my references. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say? No, I was I was listening to that song mm-hmm. at the end, and I was like, I definitely know this song, but I don't know this <laughs> mm-hmm. song. And then I realized what it was, and I was like, Oh, I love that. That's what Jess is listening to. <laughs> I will say, in general, I love, like, Pop Goes Punk type mm-hmm. covers. Mm-hmm. 
Encanto coming out. There's a band called Our Last Night that did a cover, uh, like so, like a hard rock cover of Surface Pressure. Oh, wow. uh, Louisa's song. It, it's really good. <laughs> I loved Encanto. Yeah, there's a lot way. of um. It's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it's it. So I showed good. it to my mom. There's a lot of um. Broadway goes punk. Mm-hmm. Yes, on TikTok. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, I love, I love like a hard cover of something that was soft. Mm-hmm. There was this incredible cover mm-hmm. of something from Phantom. I won't get into it, but <laughs> yeah. So this was very fitting for Jess. I thought. Well, those were my musical references this week. And up next, we have a book with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. So this week, when Jess is sneaking out of Worry's room and gets caught by Lorelai, he tells her that he was looking to see if Worry had Franny and Zoe. Franny and Zoe is a book by um, J.D. Salinger. It's two short stories, one of Franny and then technically a novella of Zoe. They were published together as a book in 1961, but they were actually originally in The New Yorker as separate short stories. Um, one in ni- the So Franny in 1955, and then Zoe in 1957. Franny and Zoe are siblings. They are the two youngest members of the Glass family. Franny tells the story of Franny Glass, Zoe's sister. She is an undergrad at a small liberal arts college, and it takes place in just a college town during a weekend visit to her boyfriend, Lane, which I liked (laughs) the, the connection there kind of her story she gets disenchanted with the selfishness and inauthenticity she perceives all around her so she aims to escape it through spiritual means zoe is set shortly after franny in the glass family apartment in new york city's upper east side uh, while zoe's younger sister franny suffers a spiritual and existential breakdown in their parents living room Leaving their mother, Bessie, deeply concerned, Zoe comes to Franny's aid, offering what she thinks is brotherly love, and there's conflict from there, essentially. It's two short stories. It doesn't take very long to read. It actually did spend 26 weeks at the top of the New York Times Best Fiction, New York Times Fiction Bestsellers list in 1961 and 62. Um, It got generally good reviews. John Updike, who is a critic, said that it was more than adequate. (laughs) Wow. That's what I want. Hey, <laughs> more than adequate. <laughs> he did pray Salinger's characters, say they melt indistinguishably together in an impossible radiance of personal beauty and intelligence. That's more beautiful. It's That's better. It's very yeah, wordy. Well. Other people called it an appallingly bad story and a piece of shapeless self-indulgence. Yikes. So <laughs> take with it what you will. Um, it's not an overly controversial book. It's just two interesting stories about a family in New York, essentially. So... Um, earlier last year, I had to go to California for a little bit because my grandfather was sick. And while I was in LA, I had to go to a bookstore. Like it was a um, rare and it was a rare bookstore. So we went there. It was only open on Saturdays and it was only open from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right. And they sold these, these rare books. So I went in and I'm like, these are going to be super expensive, right? And I'm like, what am mm. I going to get? I guess whatever they have, right? So I got Wuthering Heights. It actually wasn't too bad. It was like $7 or something. That's no, it bad. wasn't oh, wow. bad at all. But it wasn't like a rare copy. It was just a regular copy. 
But I was like, I need to find a rare book, right? And I was looking mm-hmm. for Catcher in the Rye because that I love that book so much. And that is also by J.D. Salinger. And I looked and it was $700 oh. for this book. And it was like an original blah, blah, blah. It signed all of this. First edition print. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I can't afford that. What else do you have? And he was like, well, I have Franny and Zelly. It's 20 bucks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. So you ha- have you read it? Did you read it? I have not read it. I do have it. I'll read it one day. Okay. I'm trying to get through the list of books that I have right now. But yeah, same. I do have it. So I want to read it. Now that you said it, it's so mediocre. I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to read it more because I want to know what makes it mediocre. But we'll see. But, I mean, it was enough. It was good enough that Jess thought that Rory should have That's it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be fair, melt indistinguishably together in an impossible radiance of personal beauty and intelligence. Like, that is praise, Mm -hmm. I feel like. That is just, that's that's an impressively, I don't even know how to describe that. (laughs) It was masterful writing. (laughs) Yes, thank you. My brain is dead. It's 930. That's fair. uh, Sandra, if you ever, Mm -hmm. if you get the chance to actually read the book, let us know how it goes. We'll do. What you think of it. But after that, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. Okay, a very short episode in terms of days seen on screen. However, Lorelai manages quite a few costume changes in like one and a half days. I've been kind of just doing best worst in steel for this season because it's quicker, but there are so few outfits that I think I can just go through almost all of them. So our first scene with the girls, we have, I think, the most memorable outfit of the episode, which is Lorelai in the kitten t-shirt with a bedazzled rhinestone crown. Uh, the kitten is wearing it, not Lorelai. And a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and a necklace. It also has a necklace. And a black like necklace. Um oh and the cat has a necklace. Yes. And yeah, then, a rhinestone necklace um, on the cat. Yeah, sorry. It's very it's very blinged out. She's got a pink one. zip up hoodie and then a baby blue puffer and she's got a a kind of bubbly beaded looking headband. And then Rory's outfit, um, I was so distracted by the cat that I kind of missed Rory's outfit on my first pass. It's pretty but miserable. Rory is wearing a light blue cardigan with a white shirt underneath, and it's buttoned almost all the way up. But the weird thing about Rory's cardigan is that it appears to have a drawstring at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a sweatshirt, and then it wasn't. I thought it was just like a blouse. No, it appears to be a... <laughs> it looks like a cardigan, because she does have a full shirt on underneath, and it does have a drawstring. And I was just like, what a vibe. Uh, the is that this week's poll? Had... <laughs> is this a cardigan, a blouse, or sweater? <laughs> what is this thing? Um, but yeah, I thought that Rory's outfit was kind of whatever. Lorelai's was a standout. She's also wearing some lighter wash jeans that look great on her. But mm-hmm. Lorelai looks phenomenal in jeans, always. Oh yeah, always. I'm so always, jealous. Always. <laughs> the next outfit we see Lorelai in is when they're at the Gilmore house. Uh, This is when Jess arrives to do their gutters. Lorelai has changed at this point, it's the next day, into a sweater with a very deep V, but it still has a collar, which I thought was really interesting. 
Uh, it took me a while to figure out what this item of clothing was. I thought maybe it's a button-up, but no, it's not a button-up. It does appear to be a deep v-neck sweater that has an open collar built into it. And Rory is wearing a red sweater with a really sweet little necklace. She's got a little heart necklace on, which I thought was cute. And Jess is wearing a red t-shirt over a long sleeve black t-shirt. And the t-shirt says Punk Planet on it. And I did search for Punk Planet to see if this was a brand or if this was a special shirt or anything. I couldn't find anything about it. I found a lot of pictures of Jess wearing this shirt, but unfortunately nothing about Punk Planet itself. Jess just went out and bought a stamp and threw it on right. the shirt and called it a day. <laughs> is it just me or is there a lot of that dark blue in this episode? In this scene? Yeah. Well, between, especially in this scene... Jess has got the dark blue jacket, Rory's got the dark blue shearling coat, and then Lorelai is wearing the dark blue. Yeah. Honestly, it made me feel like my brightness had been toned down. Mm -hmm. I did try to turn up the brightness on my screen just because the colors were all so dark. Mm -hmm. During this same day, Lorelai has another outfit change. She changes for work, and for work, she wears a black turtleneck, a black striped mini skirt, and tall black boots with no apparent hose that was very reminiscent. Sandra, you mentioned earlier, it was very reminiscent of the Sherry outfit mm -hmm. from last episode, just with no like the short which. skirt, tall boots. And the jacket, mm -hmm. too. It's a long jacket. And the jacket. She wears her great um, gray jacket yeah. that she's been wearing. Yeah, so uh, it's a fine look. It's all monochrome, right? Black on black on black. Here's the thing. So usually I do best, worst, and steal, right? I really didn't feel like there were any major standout looks to me. Obviously, the kitten shirt with the pink hoodie is, like, such a Lorelai vibe. I think for me that pink hoodie is going to be my steal item. I desperately wanted a Victoria's Secret pink hooded sweatshirt when I was in college, and I never got one, and I think that I, I'm a little too old now to wear a Victoria's Secret pink, but I could wear just like a pink sweatshirt and it would be cute. So that's my steal. I don't think anybody who's worse dressed. I know some people would probably argue that the kitten shirt is too weird, um, but it falls into that same uh, category for me as that puppy sweater last episode mm -hmm. where it's like so silly that it doesn't feel like a real outfit. It almost feels costumey. And then best dressed i mean maybe lorelei's work outfit nothing really stood out do you guys have any really strong opinions on any of these looks i want the kitten shirt i right? don't There's want something it kind of great about it <laughs> <laughs> i i don't want it to be as form-fitting as i think it is on lorelei and i'd want it mm -hmm. to be a little longer so maybe a slightly different fit but like i just love all cat shirts yeah so especially one with rhinestones on it <laughs> There's this really great um, shirt that I've seen online, and it is Gandalf, but Gandalf is a cat, and <laughs> I would buy that in a heartbeat. I'll tell mm -hmm. you all right now. If anybody knows where I can buy it, tell me. But yeah, so I would say my steal is the pink hoodie, no best dressed, with a maybe half sleigh to, um, oh wow, Emily has pulled up the Gandalf <laughs> cat, cat and it is, oh my it is gosh. available on Amazon. <laughs> From the mountain, cat doll. Um, you know what? I like, yes, um, I think I just like Milo. Because I was about to say, like, I think Milo mm -hmm. looks really cute in this episode, like Jess did. 
But then I'm like, <laughs> did his individual clothing look good, or was it just him? That's the thing. It's just like, him. Yeah. Milo can wear anything and look good. He can wear nothing and look good. <laughs> hey, he's just one of those people. <laughs> just one of those people. But yeah, so as my final wrap-up, steel, pink hoodie, best dressed, half sleigh to Lorelai's cat shirt, no real worst dressed. Yeah, if you have strong thoughts, please write in and tell us. Uh, the mm-hmm. past couple of episodes, I've been putting a fashion recap up the day after our podcast goes live. So you're welcome to go to our Instagram and comment on that post if you have uh, disagreements or agreements or any other fashion thoughts. But yeah. And I mean, speaking of our Instagram, up next we have Stars Hollow Speaks. All right. So we had a couple of comments about our episode from last week uh, with Sherry's appearance. So Tasha said, so excited for this one. I've waited for Sherry for so long. Even though her character isn't the best, Madchen Amick is a boss and Twin Peaks was just the greatest. Shout out to everybody who put together that I used the Twin Peaks theme song and <laughs> Sherry's picture on our Instagram story. I just love that. We also had a response from Ellen who said, this does not look like Sherry. I had to look at it three times. Honestly, that photo does specifically... not look like Sherry at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I picked it because it is from the episode and she's smiling and Chris is looking at her and I thought that that was a very telling image. So that's why I picked it. Sorry, I made you guys go a little face blind. <laughs> and we do have some other comments about this episode. Clarissa wrote in to say, um, the conversation Lorelai and Jess had when she offered him the Chinese food had so much potential, and the fact that they both decided to try and get along for Rory is very sweet. And on a different note, love, love your podcast. You guys are my ultimate comfort listen. I'm in Europe, and with the horrors happening in Ukraine at the moment, your podcast is such a wonderful escape. Thank you so much, Clarissa. We hope that you and everybody who listens to us from overseas is safe. Um, you are all in our thoughts and yeah, yeah, we are all standing with you guys. We also had a message from Gabriella and Gabriella actually has a fashion comment. So I'm glad that we're reading this. She said, can I say how wonderful Lorelai looks in the black top skirt and boots with a long gray coat? So I think that would be Gabriella's vote for best dressed. Mm-hmm. I would not disagree. She said, OMG with the fire emoji. Also, I do love how much banter we get in this episode. Luke and Jess talking about apartments, and Luke and Lorelai pretty much the entire episode have great chemistry and helping each other. Yes, please. I know you're all team Jess, but am I the only one suspicious to what Jess planned to do with the bracelet? Holding onto it for weeks without saying anything feels weird to me. Yeah. I mean, we never really get an answer about what his game plan was. I don't like, think he had a plan, guys. I think he just... I think he was just a teenage yeah. boy. He wanted a little bit of worry with him all the time. Yeah. But thank you so much for your message, Gabriella. Definitely got us thinking. Yeah. And then we also got a message from Ninja Slayer Girl on Instagram for today's episode. Said, I thought it was cute in this episode how Jess wanted to make sure Rory had Franny and Zoe and he was going to get it for her if she didn't. I'm not 100% convinced that that was <laughs> his plan there, and he was might have just been talking out of his butt, but, um, but, but, and then... <laughs> sweet all the same. It is. It is sweet all the same, yes. And then we also had a couple, a couple of comments from C. Renee on Instagram about today's 
episode. She said, also weird that Jess is creeping around in the house, but cute that he returned the bracelet. And big red flag that Rory is so afraid of Dean. Go away, little boy. With kind of like a weird... <laughs> the, I don't even know how what that face is supposed to be. It's like the, the weird half smile, like crooked smile face. Mm, I'm yeah, like really controversial apparently, I but I also agree it's a big red flag. I think it's really oh, yeah. weird that she's so <laughs> agonized over his reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just loved breaking it up a little bit today. <laughs> um, and then from Tasha as well. Tasha said that she really, really loved when Lorelai and Jess started to bond over leftovers, and he did that just for Rory. Yeah. Which he did. It's very sweet. They're both trying as of before five minutes before the episode ended. Right. right? They tried. <laughs> they tried, period. And it's over now. <laughs> Trying. Done. So, the big drama in this episode, of course, is this lost bracelet. Mm -hmm. So, I did put a poll up on Instagram. I was like, I summarized the situation. Jess takes Rory's bracelet that falls off. He did not steal it from her hand. It did fall off. However, he did not immediately give it to her either. Several weeks, either two or three, go by. Dean realizes that Rory no longer has it on. Rory freaks. Jess returns the bracelet after he realizes she's panicking about it. Mm-hmm. And I asked, is this cute? He didn't realize how important the bracelet was. Is it straight up stealing? Crush or no crush? Or, because Instagram now lets you do three options on a poll, and I was so excited. <laughs> is this too much drama? Is just a bracelet. So I asked that to our audience... And here are the results. At last place, with 19%, is that is straight up stealing. Crush or no crush. In second place, with 38%, call it cute. He didn't realize how important the bracelet was. And with 43%, this is just too much drama. It's just a bracelet. (laughs) And I agree, guys. It is just a bracelet. (laughs) It reminds me, Charlie is obsessed with JoJo Siwa right now. (laughs) <laughs> and those i don't even remember what the song is called but it starts off with like not dealing with drama and like that song is just going over in my head now <laughs> i mean it's, it's it is drama. a very teenage situation isn't it like it is yeah theoretically i feel like this bracelet is compared to an engagement ring at this point like it is yeah yeah jess even makes a quip kind of about something like mm-hmm. that like a bye bye birdie reference but it's not it's just a bracelet and it is very teenage. There was a lot of drama. It is. <laughs> it's one of those things where it feels like it's the end of the world mm-hmm. at the time, and then five years pass, and you don't even remember it happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of, like, if they had done a scene in A Year in the Life, if Rory had, like, come across that bracelet in her childhood bedroom while she was home visiting. She'd be like, oh, hey. And then she would probably would have just tossed it to the side, never <laughs> to be seen or looked at again. Honestly, I think after a while, Rory loses all respect for Dean. So I don't even think. We'll get there. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, to end off this episode, we have coffee. Guys. Oh, yeah. Did we have any coffee? There was no coffee in this episode. No coffee? No. They went to Luke's, but. Luke wasn't down. It was kind of a Luke heavy episode too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Presumably they would have had coffee once they got him to come down and cook Mm -hmm. for them, but we didn't see it, so it doesn't count. And it wasn't mentioned either, so like no coffee. 
It was a coffeeless Gilmore Girl episode. Um, but yeah, that was Lost and Found. Good episode, I think. Yay, it's found. Yeah. I like it. It's not one of my go-tos, but like, I like it. It's It kicks off a number of things that will continue for seasons to come. Like, even just Luke buying that building is something that will, mm-hmm. you know, have impact for mm-hmm. episodes and seasons to come. So, yeah, that a good way. That being said, next week's episode is one of my all-time favorite episodes. And it is one I will watch oh. constantly. I, I love, I do love next mm-hmm. week's episode. I can't wait to do that one. But until then, I was Sandra. Thank you for listening. And I was Jess. And this is Emily. We will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks again so much for listening. As always, we do love to hear from our listeners. You can reach us on Instagram at townmeetingpod. Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Or you can now support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Thanks, guys.